You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. We got a very special episode. I've been wanting to get, um, well, I've been wanting to get Keanu Reeves on the show for a long time. I worked with him a long time ago. I love him. Who doesn't love Keanu Reeves? But what's awesome is I met two guys, one of which I'd met a long time ago, uh, Brett and Rob, who are in this band, Dog Start with Keanu. And I enjoyed it immensely. You know, at first it was just like, I just want Keanu on the show. I want Keanu on the show. And they're like, well, hey, you know, Dog Star would like to be on. And there's this band that I listened to, you know, in the 90s. And then they had broken up. And then these guys got back together. And there's so many great stories. And, you know, we get into the mental health aspect and really fun and insightful. And I, I fell in love with the other two guys. I mean, I was already in love with Keanu. I had a great time, Bryce. I truly had a, a great time. And I think it comes across. Um, and you know it's also good. It's their their music. I like their music. It's not like I'm sitting there going, "Oh gosh, here we go." I gotta, you know, if it was metal stuff, you know, real hard metal, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, metal." I wouldn't know what to say. But it was music. Yeah, that you got I, into some of the songs off their new album. Yeah, somewhere between the power lines and palm trees. Yeah, that's or the album. maybe the flip of it. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to that before, you listen to this. Check that out because I think they get really into some it. of the songs. Yeah, follow us at Inside of You Podcast on Instagram and Facebook at Inside of You Pod on the Twitter. You can watch on YouTube. Write a review if you liked it. It certainly helps the podcast. And if you want to join Patreon to support the podcast, we could use your help. Patreon.com slash inside of you. Let you know if you go to my Instagram at the Michael Rosenbaum link tree cameo. Um, my live podcast with Kristen Ritter is coming up January 24th. Get tickets at the Regent Theater. Kristen Ritter, um, Breaking Bad, The Bee in Apartment 23. Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. Just tons of stuff. Great actress. Great friend of mine. And also our, uh, our inside of you online store. Mm-hmm which you can get tons of cool merch, Lexmas scripts, tons of Smallville stuff, and cool tumblers and whatnot. And uh, yeah, Bryce, it's good to have you here. Anything yeah. else? No, just uh, this is the final episode of the year. And final then... episode of the year. Is it really? Uh-huh. We did it. Yep. Final episode. But let me tell you something. Next episode. Next episode's a big one. There's a lot of big ones coming up. Subscribe. Uh, enjoy. Have a wonderful holiday. Um be good to yourself, and let's get into this podcast. Let's get inside of Dogstar. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. This Brett's isn't your man case. No, this yeah. is this is the the podcast room. I'm a, I have an affinity for horror movie uh-huh. movies, and um, so it's you know I always ask guests like, do you have anything signed or any memorabilia? And the answer right. usually is no. So I'm guessing, Keanu, you don't have any. I am not really. I got a couple of things. Well, I mean, I see you have a poster of Dracula, and he signed it. Gary signed it. Amazing in blood. Legending. Oh, that's not blood. <laughs> I that's have a sharp crossed the oceans of time to find you. <laughs> to find you. Uh, that's good. so remarkable. I mean, it's well, just... I, so I gave Francis Ford Coppola once for his birthday some mushrooms. What? And then, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, this is a great <laughs> While start. While we were doing Dracula. And, <laughs> Wait, and, before you, he directed it or after? <laughs> no, no. I think it was, it was a, I, I don't know it was during. It was his, I heard it was his birthday, and I happened to have an eighth of some mushrooms, and so I gave them to him. <laughs> and how did he react? He took them. I don't want to. He had a very nice 
birthday. Wow. He said he said he enjoyed them. That's why Roman directed the first five minutes. I think no, <laughs> Roman was, was doing all the experimental, <laughs> not experimental, but Dad, I got this. Just school. go over there and try. Wow, you gave mushrooms to one of the biggest directors of all time. Yeah. I heard that Gary Oldman didn't get along. By the way, with with him, no, no, they got along. Did they? They did. So after he did the mushrooms, he did the apocalypse recut. He did the, he <laughs> he did did the redux. redux. He's like, wait a minute. I'm well, like, no. <laughs> somebody went up to him once they were interviewing him. I remember I had the laser disc, and they said to him, "Hey, uh, what's your relationship like with Fran- Francis Ford Coppola?" He's like, "When you you be dealing with in a relationship like this, you know, in a business like this, you've got to have a great ego." And Francis Ford Coppola has an ego the size of San Francisco, and I've got a pretty big one too. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. So it was like two egos, but they probably that no. Was, that was a, two. Let's not call yeah. them egos. I mean, they're great, profound artists. That's right. And, True. That and, was a good Sid and Nancy. You almost had. You, I felt, was it? Yeah, I felt like that was a good Sid. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, everything yeah, Gary does. Gary's is, the best. Is, is the best. But great. this isn't about Gary Oldman. This Could is about it? Dog Star. This is a long time coming. I've been playing. When you walked in, I was a little embarrassed because I didn't mean to have your music playing around my house you were going to do an interview so we appreciate you taking the time to listen to the work that we've created back in the day you guys toured with david bowie well we didn't tour we had a show well show but you toured with bon jovi Jovi, yeah in in australia new zealand and i i keep thinking how did you not just want to like were you crawling out of your skin with nerves like how how do you do that how do you open for john bon jovi well, when you open for John Bon Jovi and your dog star, you go on when it's still light out <laughs> and it's the afternoon and it's you and a handful of people in the sunshine, a couple of mostly and, vendors and some vendors <laughs> walking around. So, you know, it's kind of chill. You're down. You're kind of, you're kind of like the third, you know, you're the opener before the opener and but they were great to us and it was a great experience. But yeah, we played in front of a handful of people. I mean, nerves are good. It's nerves are different than um, f- like fear. That's different. Nerves are more like excitement and well, my nerves like- are fear. Okay, that's Rob. different. My, <laughs> my nerves are fear too. Brett, what are your nerves? I just pretended there was no cameras there. <laughs> <laughs> a version of like everyone's naked. My nerves are excitement usually. Yeah, that's unless yeah. I don't know the song. See, I, See I, that's I'm with terror. Brad. I'm not kidding I'm with around. Brad with Mine are usually based. I had this conversation with my psychiatrist before I interviewed you guys, and I was like, my when I get nervous, he goes, "Well, it's good. Everybody has nerves. It's this is." I go, "No, no. I I need something for this because it can be crippling sometimes. Sometimes it's and it's all fear. It's all fear based. Failure, looking like an idiot." But do you find, um, like in acting, like if you're really prepared, like you still get the nerve, but it's it's a different kind of nerve because it's like you you feel good. If you're I feel like yes. if, you, if you're not prepared, then it becomes a whole another set of nerve. It's a nerve of like, oh, I, I didn't prepare enough, and then I'm, and then I'm afraid of that more so than like, oh, I'm just nervous because there's all these people or I'm on Jimmy Kimmel, which which I think is smart. I, I think if you're not nervous, you're dead. Almost, yeah. you're not alive. Like it's just electricity. So it's, the thing is, how you channel those, right? And, and I think with being with these two guys helps me helps a lot because they're they can be calming too. You know, uh, yeah. Just being with these two guys. So. Really, you guys are that yeah. calming because right now I feel they help me a lot. Well, I sense like I know, this. Robert's the 
calming voice. <laughs> is he really? Yeah. Why? Why is Rob calming? He's like, hey, man, you know, just play the song. Play the show. Just focus on the song. Well, what are you, what are you saying before he says that? Are you saying, I'm like, oh, what the fuck? I'm going to fucking fail. And what the fuck is all That's what I would wrong? do. And I don't know. What if I don't remember? And oh, my gosh. And like, yeah. And even you, when I'm prepared, I get nervous. But he's like, man, just play the song. Yeah, what the fuck, man? Well, I guess that's huh? just wisdom. Rob, not me. Yeah, me? Rob, not Brett. Brett. You don't get nervous Brett. very often, do you? I do. I do. And I you're get, singing. Man. I get nervous when the when there's a newer song that I don't have locked in yet, and we're gonna go perform it. And I'm like, maybe I got the lyrics, maybe I don't. Here we go. We'll see. So, so that that yeah. part is nerve wracking. But yeah, when you're well rehearsed, then you get to focus more on like the audience and the other band members and have fun with it. Yeah. So ideally, we're well rehearsed and. The nerves are minimum. I right? just want to know how you could be so successful being fear-based, like your nerves are fear. Like I, I mean, that's just. But it's gotten you through it. You gotten through it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Has it? <laughs> I mean. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I wish I could be other people where it wasn't fear. I wish I could do that, but maybe that's just how we're wired. I mean, we're talking about degrees too, right? There's, you know, more. You're sometimes more nervous. It's not necessarily catastrophic nervosity. Right. Every time it's, you know. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. You've heard me talk about BetterHelp, and it has helped a lot of people, a lot of my friends and family, and uh, it's just so important. I, I find therapy to be so helpful in so many different ways. A lot of us wish we had more time, but time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot inside. Inside of You is brought to you by Shopify. You've heard me talk about Shopify. It's because I use Shopify. I love it. It's so easy to use. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch or online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million order stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Why it's so easy is when I want to add a product, you just go to your Shopify page, and under products, you hit products. It says add a product. And then you go in there, and you add a picture of your product, which is self-explanatory right there. A little description, how much it weighs, how many of the item you have, and you're ready for business. It's so easy, and I say that because I can do it. And the analytics are easy to see what your best-selling product is and uh, you know what's not selling so you don't reorder things that aren't working and it's just so easy to use and i uh i really dig it 
Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Yeah, I sell t-shirts and and tumblers and scripts and whatever you want to sell it doesn't matter you can do it on shopify once you start selling shopify makes getting paid simple by instantly accepting every type of payment shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36 percent better compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to shopify magic your ai powered all-star Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 a month trial period at shopify.com slash inside, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash inside now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash inside. It's also when you're on the road, I find there's so much going on and there's like the morning is the routine. And then if you get hit up with something like a Jimmy Kimmel, when you're out in the middle of the road, you have less time to be nervous. Like sometimes time can be your enemy or, or just being having too much of that weird sort of down. I think a lot of actors will say like sitting in the trailer too long. It's like, and then they call for you and like now and like, well, wait a minute. You know, I've been here for four hours and then, but we want it now. Right. And I think it's, it's when you're on the road with, with this, with these guys, I feel like you get into this like rhythm and you don't have time for that. You so are on, calming. On this particular, right? you are fucking calming. It's his voice and the way he just is, there's some kind of uh, optimistic feeling you get when, when you're just talking, it's like, everything's going to be all right. Do you feel, Brett, you don't always agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> he's like well you know he could you know I'm sure you guys bang heads i just sit back and let it be um no it's <laughs> i agree with rob in the sense that yeah if you if you overthink it then that's where the wheels come off so i think like yesterday we did a, we did a rehearsal and it was great and then we we recorded a pass and it was oh cool and then you guys want to do it again and then it's like oh okay and now we're thinking and then we sucked. Yeah. So it was like, oh, let's just use that first one because why did we even do the second one? We're thinking, right? I mean, I think we're yeah. in our head and going. Absolutely. Thinking, to, But when you just come out and bang, done. And it's like, okay. And that becomes a little more second nature, right? Yeah. Second you start getting cerebral, then it's like, look out. Yeah, I get right. it. Well, enough about nerves. We can get yeah. into nerves at it's another like- <laughs> time. But, you know, I, I start thinking about you guys were together. Well, you know, for how long? For 20 something years before you stopped? Yeah, I mean, I 10 yeah. maybe. Yeah, around 10 years. And then what was it? Was there an event? Was there something that sparked, hey, let's do this again in our 50s or whatever? Because, you know, it's, 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 it's like, what was it some sort of excitement? Something like, hey, we have more to do here? No. <laughs> but eventually, yes. I mean, was but there? Yes, maybe. I don't know. I can't speak for, I don't know. I mean, I know that we love playing and we, and all the, within those years, we did get together and, and, you know, my home and, and play in the, in the studios, you know, right. Keanu's had a rig there that never left. I mean, it just, it was just always there. So, and, um, 
so we did get together and we got together and I look back and, you know, videos and stuff. There's like 2011. I see that we were there and, you know, you know, your iPhone size dates and like, oh yeah. shit, we were there in 2011. And then certain times, 2015. So we did sort of bomb in and get together. But I guess we made a conscious decision to try to do something um, sort of right around after the pandemic there. We were up at, up at the Matrix premiere in San Francisco and we as Brett was saying, we had a conversation about gear or something and we kind of nerded out about that. And and we just, I don't know, the timing just sort of came together and yeah, we just, we got together and played and it just sounded Let's good. Let's give it a try. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess so. It's like, I guess you don't know what you're getting into until you just get into it. Yeah. And, and Brett just, was living in San Francisco at the time. So he came down and oh. stayed with me. And... um I think it was great to sort of, it was sort of like, you know, that Beatles movie where they're all, they all sleep in the same, was it a hard day's night or help, help, where they're all like sleeping in that living room. Yeah. And you know, those beds, yeah. like sunken beds. It kind of felt like that, you know, we'd get up and have breakfast together and then Calvin would come over, spend eight hours and we, we kind of did camp. It was like camp. Right. And then I don't know how it happened, but we came up with 12 songs, I honestly. And how long? 20, 10 minutes. No. It is. <laughs> how long was that? We had Brad? more than 12 songs, right? Yeah, like we had 16 15, or 15, I think. But how long was that? A couple, two weeks or three um, weeks? Probably, if you're looking about, talking about days spent, probably, what, 21 days overall? Jesus. Three, three different sessions of- Look up prolific. Eight days gone for a month, come back another eight days kind of thing. And what do you send voice memos to each other? You have an idea for a song, you want you guys send it? No, it was all done in the same room. Candy grams, we sent each other. <laughs> Candy there, there was nothing really other than, you know, if Keanu had a bass riff or something, he would bring that in. But there was really no no writing done singularly, I don't think, on this one. It was just kind of, I have this idea, or, you know, yeah. Rob would just start playing a beat, and then we'd just look at each other and go. We recorded everything, so we got lucky. We caught every every little moment. Every. The and entire session. Yeah, everything we did, we recorded. No, whenever we liked something. We like when we were onto recorded. something, we recorded. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. It's like, that's a lot of hours to yeah, get through. Yeah, no, no. Uh, who's the one out of the three of you that usually doesn't like stuff as much as the others? Who's more critical? Probably Rob. Rob. Yeah. And what will, <laughs> does he kind of pussyfoot around it? Does he kind of go like, no. Yeah. He sits in his throne <laughs> and he looks down <laughs> with his good judgment and says, that is not what you should be doing. I don't like that. I don't buy it at all. I don't think you guys are <laughs> screwing up whatever you good you started to work on. Definitely the, the keel of the of the boat right there. Yeah, we're sometimes we we get like oh. note nerds and we're like, ooh, play the A over the E. Oh wait, let me try the F sharp over your D. Rob's like, what are you doing? You're wrecking this song. Like leave it alone. It was good before you guys. It was good before. So yeah, but we want to try this. He's like, no, just don't. Like yeah, so. you know what's been around for thousands of years? Or Dan not, Thompson. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Nursery rhymes. Yes. You know, and I think are you, these guys are so talented and they do that. They'll play different notes and tunings and things over things. And sometimes it works. It, usually it works great. And, um, and having Brett in the band, it's almost like two guitar players. It sounds to me like sometimes I close my eyes and I'm, and That's I'm because drums. he plays in stereo. Yeah, and Sorry. I feel like, who's the other guitar player? And I look up, oh, this, it's just one guy. And wow. I noticed that in the Kimmel last, like the production of that and the way the spread was. And, and even when Keanu, the bass sounded so good. And 
it just sounded more it sounded so good and I, that's a tribute to these guys because they uh you know they just they have the right gear they're really they're really into the sonics of it all and i think that's kept us a three-piece you know we tried to play with other musicians and we have and even when we did the greek theater thing with these other musicians and it was lovely and everything but there was something about being a three-piece that's really satisfying you know did you think that when you guys took that sort of hiatus even though you were kind of playing here and there together do you think that well by yourself did you i know you learned harmonica right no oh yeah a little bit yeah I, don't you play it live yeah so that's that's yeah. would be yeah well that's more than a little bit yeah but like did you guys were you kind of were you uh playing bass by yourself to just songs and shit like all the time yeah i have a bass hanging around so i like doing little ditties do you like in, doing it in front of people or just by yourself um that didn't sound right why are you so this is called inside of you i like doing some i was being do you like uh doing it in the do you play your bass by yourself do you go to the mall sherman oaks or beverly center what do you usually wear when you play bass by yourself well you know what i'm saying like you know i play guitar with myself for nobody yeah no i'm oftentimes it's nobody i play alone and do you guys feel this is a question for three because I, I as a musician i what do you get from it do you feel like there's a there's purpose in playing music or is it just a passion or something you just love like what is it exactly rob start i want i want to hear it i mean I, I play a lot of piano so it's hard to play drums by yourself for more than like 30 minutes and then it gets a little weird you know, you just loud. Like, oh, you just want the other guys with in the room. You know, so I'll yeah. move to the piano that I can do forever, and and it's like it's, it's healing. You know, it's just a it's just healing the tones, and just hey, it makes you feel good. I mean, music, listening to it, playing it, yeah, it's the same. The people that don't play and they listen, it's the same thing. Being a you know a musician, it's a little bit different, but I think it's the same tone. You know, just that it just makes you feel. F filled up you know brett use my mic yeah <laughs> i feel uh jesus <laughs> use my bass yeah. <laughs> i think it's just that one of those few things in the world that allows you to shut the world out you know it's for me yeah. at least it's you know when you're playing a three minute song or whatever it is or sometimes just listening to music but when you're playing i don't know if it's because you're using all your brain focusing on the guitar and the singing or whatever it is but the world as you know it just goes away you're not thinking about anything else you know even if sometimes if you're sick or whatever you can still play and have that couple minutes where nothing exists except the feeling like rob said of that you know i agree so it's really it's really fun and then the song's over and then you're like let's start another one quick do you ever play place while you're playing like you're playing a song just say you're by yourself and then all of a sudden you're listening to what yourself's doing but you don't want to be taken away from it to distract you but yet the act of just listening to what you're doing can sort of make you go into a different mode or something like oh you know it's not like oh i'm, I'm you know just just the the tones of the guitar does that ever distract you i have a problem where i'm playing and all of a sudden i'm like oh this is good and then i fuck it up completely. oh yeah, yeah right yeah. you become a fan just of stop, yourself stop and then thinking that's it. it's good just just keep being <laughs> yeah how do you do that i don't know like do that ever happen in acting when you know you have like a they call it like a happening when something oh yeah very like it's, rare it's <laughs> no it is you, you know, know what i'm talking about when you actually feel like 
It's not planned. It's just, oh my God. Oh my this God. Is the, but yeah. if that happened all the time, I'd be Hopkins. Right. <laughs> you know, so it's something that I, I wish happened all the time, but yeah. when it does happen, it's like, oh man, this is cool. And you know, it's sort of ephemeral, you know, it's, it's just like, it is what it is. Those but are the moments. Those I think. are the moments. Yeah. It happens in music too. And and I know, it, I think in acting, maybe it's like, you know, improvisation or something, but it, I'm not talking about jazz or anything, but it does to me, it happens in music. For me, maybe it's easier because I'm listening and sitting and like, sometimes I'll get carried away listening to like something like Glimmer, like Brett sings that. Yeah. And even Dylan Street, because the lyrics... And it gets me a little sad. I listen to that. I sort of get taken away. Yeah. And, I'm like, and I'm like, you said, like Keanu said, like, oh shit. Or Brett said that. Don't don't go off the train. Right. Especially when you're playing in front yeah. of people. Like, yeah. if you do that, if you get into, you don't yeah. almost want to be more robotic. How do you stay that fine line? Like, <laughs> yeah. I've got to be pro, but then I but I want to have it happening, but then I don't want to go off the train I, and like go off into some. I think it just, uh, yeah. Keanu, what do you think? Does it take you away from like everything else? Uh, certainly. Yeah. I'm uh, So much about music. Yeah. I love being transported, listening to music. Um, and I love writing songs. I love the creative aspect of it. Um, the sense of play. I love, um, when you connect, when the three of us connect, finding something, oh, we like that building it, um, in the journey of it becoming a song. And I, I love that moment. Uh, I love the fraternity of the band that, um, I love playing live. That's, that's good, clean fun. <laughs> um but yeah i mean music is mana from heaven right it sustains us it helps us share with each other it helps us commune yeah i always think about that i always think like music to me is i i don't know what i would do without it there's a lot of things you could do without obviously you have to eat but like music there's always something in my head there's always something i'm humming i'm singing i i, I crave for you know, and it's just like, and if it's not there, it's it's it feels like it's missing. Did you guys find that like that's what, maybe that's what brought you back? You know, it was sort of that missing each other, missing the music, missing all these things, these elements that deep down you knew you really loved. Yeah, and for me personally, yes, missed it, but also can only get that playing with Robert and Brett. Like that was the one thing that was unique. Yeah, the chemistry aspect. Yeah, the chemistry. The chemistry aspect. of this band is a is very strong. That's for only amazing. three guys. Yeah, yeah. Because I I had a band and uh, we just it just it was bad. Like <laughs> I love these guys, but it it like for a while it kind of ruined our friendship. It just was like you know two guys always wanted to get stoned all the time, and it just it just got kind of and it was like fuck. I could see how it could be crippling. You always hear about bands. Every band has their drama. I'm looking at you guys now. Maybe it's history. Maybe it's like, you know, you've done the whole uh, lava lounge and uh, crazy girls after working in the studio all night. Kenny Funk filled me in on some 30 years ago shit. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, you know, in general, it's like you sort of I hate to say the word, but like grown up or just gotten to a certain place where the bullshit isn't important. It's, it's these these three band members have always had a really good work ethic. So even in the the earlier days, as you were speaking of, we still showed up and did the work that needed to be done. So a lot of other bands I was in before I met these guys, not so much. Kind of stories like what you were just talking about, like, God, we need to get another bass player again. Like, they're, okay, dude flamed out. Okay, <laughs> like, um, he's ruining the vibe. Okay, so um, a lot of that was like, yeah, you said, you know, just 
people stress. showing up late or just being generally bad personalities or just whatever, you know, it's hard to be in a band. It's so intimate. Yeah. So um, and I love these guys. It's hard. Like stopping, you know, quitting the band. I, that was like the most stress I've ever, most therapy I've ever been in was leaving a band. Yeah. That no one knew. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it's a, it's a partnership, I guess. Right. So you have to have mutual respect for each other and yeah. your, your time and your, you know, if we're all here, then let's do this. Let's not waste each other's time kind of thing. So we've always been good about that. What's your, what's your favorite song on the album? Honestly, but without just, if you had to pick one song, Rob. Oh, uh, you know, I mean, we're playing them live so different than the record because we wrote them so quick and record them so quick. But I know I do. I love Glimmer and Dylan Street. I mean, I love those two songs. Yeah. I said one. Rob. Oh, shoot. Glimmer Street. All right. All right. <laughs> Brad. Uh, changes for me, but... <laughs> Right now, I'm I'm feeling uh, how the story ends. Yeah, that's where I'm too. How the story ends. Yeah, love a chorus and how the story. Ends. I love uh, lust. That guitar riff. Oh, you know. Right? Okay. So of all the interviews we've done and of everything, this is the first mention of lust. Are you serious? Isn't that great? Yeah. I, I was waiting for this to happen. It's the first time. Dude, how can not anybody not talk about it's the lust? First time someone's Dude, even I mentioned that it. Song, yeah. just I, I told it just you the other day. Right? I said no one's ever even. And I love that and, sort of nutty kind of. And that music was the first Asian. thing we wrote for this album. That mm. opening guitar riff was something that was like I believe the first thing we worked on. Wow, like that. Yeah, that rhythm of. Yeah. I know that. I don't know if it's a Curie kind of whatever it is, but does you, this song make people uncomfortable? Why are they? Why is this being avoided <laughs> so much? Like. It's got an interesting thing. It ends weird. It's not. It's not your classic like pop nugget, right? It doesn't. It resolves. Goes in another kind of reject. Re, not to rejection. Direction. I, lo I love. I that love song. that song. I love the break too. That sort yeah. of bizarre Indian style. Like it's exciting. It feels yeah. like you're just driving ninety miles an hour, and you're just kind of feeling good, and the air is blowing on your face, and you're just like you gotta. You're going to meet some hot lady. That's the video. And you don't know there's a cliff. Can I be the guy driving? <laughs> yes. I don't want to be the hot lady again. <laughs> the guy driving. That's the credit. <laughs> You'd be the hot the lady. The guy driving. Guy driving. Guy driving. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's great. And look, I, I, I really commend you guys for, you know, when I heard you have a new album, I remember listening to you guys and I was like, oh, these guys are fun. And I remember seeing you many years ago. And this just sounds to me like it's a, just another level of, um, it just seems like it's just synchronicity. I don't know what the word is. What is the word? It's it's just like the album just is smooth. It's almost like. Well, I, I think one of the things we didn't know going into it, but then going through the process of, of making the album with the producer, Dave Trumfio, um, it kind of, while we were working on the, and we, I think we're feeling it during the set too when we play it live. That there's somehow a story, like it's not a, it's not like a, a um, what, what would it be the, like a concept album, but it feels like there's a kind of continuity of a story kind of being told. like a through line, like a through line yeah. to the whole experience of listening to the, to all of the songs in their order. Inside of you is brought to you by Neurohacker. Qualia Synaletic. I've been using this stuff, Ryan, for focus. Uh, I just feel better, a sense of well-being. If you want to help resist aging at the cellular level, 
you got to try Qualia Synalytic. Um, have you heard about Synalytics, Ryan? Uh I have a little bit, but why don't you tell me about it? It's a class of ingredients discovered less than 10 years ago, and they're being called one of the biggest discoveries of our time for helping to promote healthy aging and helping to enhance your physical prime. Your life goals in your career and beyond require productivity. But let's be honest, the aging process is not our friend when it comes to endless energy and productivity. That's why we use Qualia Senolytic. If someone would have told me that there are science-backed ingredients that could help me feel 15 years younger in a matter of months. I, you know, I wouldn't have believed it. And then I tried Qualia Synalytic. And just to let you guys know, I was trying this stuff before they became a sponsor. And I've said this before, but it's important to know because I love this product before they were the, uh, our sponsor. And I felt like it was working for me. I felt like I had a focus I just felt my memory, everything, uh, sense of well-being. I just felt better. And um, I know people, listeners that have come up to me saying how much it works for them. And I like that. I like that it's it's not just me that notices the effects, but everyone else around me. As we age, everyone accumulates senescent cells in their body. Senescent cells may cause symptoms of aging, such as aches and discomfort, slow workout recoveries, sluggish mental and physical energy associated with the middle age feeling, also known as zombie cells. They are old and worn out and not serving a useful function for our health anymore, but they could be taking up space and nutrients from our healthy cells. It's kind of like pruning and the yellowing uh, of, of dead leaves off a plant. Qualia Senolytic helps remove those worn out senescent cells to allow for the rest of them to thrive in the body. And you just take it two days a month. That's it. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all ingredients together. And you get a 100-day money-back guarantee. Um, like I said, my energy levels are up. I feel younger when I take it. I feel more focus, less aches and pains, and Lord knows I have those. Help resist aging at the cellular level. Try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com slash inside for up to $100 off and use code inside at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash inside for an extra 15% off your purchase. Thanks to Neurohacker for sponsoring today's episode. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The products and statements are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
Hey guys, I'm doing another live podcast downtown LA at the Regent Theater, and my special guest for January 24th is Kristen Ritter. Breaking Bad, Jessica Jones. This is going to be a sold-out event. I know it. It's going to be exciting, and uh, there's a meet-and-greet and so much fun that's going to happen January 24th, so make sure you get tickets as soon as possible. Downtown Los Angeles at the Regent, inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum with special guest Kristen Ritter. I'm so excited. And I think one thing that I really like about this band is the variety of genre in a way. You know, it's not like every song. It's like what I say, it's like it doesn't have same song syndrome. Like right. I feel like you can hear it's not just every song's a pop song. And I don't know. It feels like there's a nice kind of yeah, I, I agree bandwidth. Like there's different feeling songs. It just doesn't go boom. It just kind of yeah. comes in and out and waves, and it just takes you down for a minute. And it's yeah, like, and then comes back up. You know, you go from like a song like Glimmer to a song like Breach you know or lust and going to dylan street yeah you know those are all different kind of feelings what uh moods 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 Moods. who came up come on be honest who came up with somewhere between the power lines and palm trees i think brett did yeah i was like it's a long title but i think how did it come out of your mouth (laughs) uh that didn't sound right (laughs) (laughs) yeah, <laughs> <laughs> better than how did it go into your mouth yeah, yeah that's that would well, have been playing worse. bass with Keanu. yes yeah. here we go um here we go <laughs> i was renting a house over in i think it was silver lake los filas area and while we were it was the ivanhoe reservoir recording rowena 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 reservoir yes so when i'd walk out of the out of the house to go over to the studio with these guys um it was kind of up elevated up about 35 feet up above street level and i would look out over this reservoir and all there was was palm trees everywhere and power lines just going between them and, and no water in the reservoir and, remember and, yeah and the whole thing was just super la and super like nature versus man and coexisting and it just i took a picture of it which is the album cover that so, is the picture that that's took. The, uh, that yeah. day I took so that somewhere picture. between the beauty and all the bullshit yeah kind of yeah so kind of, there's a couple man, little birds on the power line which i love that he caught that that's great the little doves i think yeah. it just struck me as like this wow this is one hell of an la experience right here like that i'm having so i went and told these guys this is really a long title but what do you think <laughs> and they all said yeah right away no i don't know if it was right away i think we kicked around a few other things for a while but what was the worst idea you had smell the glove <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i don't know we did kind of go off it pretty quick right i don't yeah, remember no, having a lot of backup titles. we didn't play a lot of the name game yeah and the rest of the photos and the insert around the home you know where we live and we recorded everything so it, it ties in where he was staying because it was mm-hmm. so all the shots were from that area in silver lake and more palm trees more power lines and more birds and just sunsets and weird streaks of light coyotes everywhere yeah it was just one of those kind of things yeah yeah i would get woken up at all night coyotes crazy yeah just yeah but it was fun it was just see so, what happens when you make a coyote sound yeah. <laughs> you fucking die man <laughs> <laughs> i hear that all the time I, mean, I have a recording on my phone of of like what has to be at least 20 coyotes freaking out while sirens are blaring in the background like that's terrifying. I was like, this is 
This is seriously LA, right? Where do you hear those two things at the oh same time? God. Only here. So I recorded that and I'm like, one day I'll put that somewhere, use that in something. You can but... sample it and we'll put it in yeah. the right next record. <laughs> hey, uh, I know you probably told this story a million times, but you two, when you met, did you really meet him in a convenience store or is that a lie? No, it's a supermarket. Well, it's kind of convenient. It was conveniently, it was, <laughs> convenient, but a convenient con store is yeah. smaller. That's true. It was conveniently right. located. There's convenient and then <laughs> there's super. Market. And was he wearing a hockey jersey, a Red Wings jersey? Yeah, I was. Yeah. A t-shirt. It was what a, year was this? It's one of the rare days Rob had a shirt on. That's true. <laughs> Put your shirt yeah. on. Robert. Were you always shirtless? I don't. I don't know what was wrong. I I, I used to play with that because I was so. We used to play in these small hot 100 degree club so i'd end up just not wearing one but looking back on that i'm like oh man were you ever shirtless yeah yeah there was walking around shirtless in the summer he days. used to ride his <laughs> norton shirtless up beachwood canyon just a pair of sunglasses yeah no helmet heavy. shirtless yeah that was good those were the days daring do yeah yeah so you met and like you approached him yeah and what'd you say i said do you know where there's a hockey game and I was like, play it's 90 degrees up. out, dude. There's no play hockey here. Pick, I wanted to play some pickup hockey. <laughs> Ice. Yeah, man. And he didn't know. Oh, I knew. No, he didn't. He did know. Yeah. Where'd you go? Isoplex and P uh, Pickwick. Pickwick and Burbank. Burbank. And you brought him there. Yeah, every yeah. Tuesday and Thursday, Paul Legois had a oh, pickup game. Famous, Paul famous Paul pickup Legois, game. Canadian, had a pickup game yeah. for many, many years. Many, many years. Yeah, yeah. Do you still play? No. Because I think you played, I, I was bummed because it was like, I think you played in the, the Brookheimer League years ago. Never played the Brookheimer no, game. I was playing in a couple, I was on a couple of teams uh, during league play. And and you played goalie. I was, a go I was a goalie. I am a goalie. You Do you miss it? <laughs> yeah, very much. Would you ever do it again? Um, yeah. I don't know how that would go, but. Yeah. Why not? Just rent the ice. Because of the knees, of man. Oh, yeah. The my knees. My knees are man. bad. I'm almost 60 years old. Are you really? Are you guys? How old are you, Rob? 78. Okay. Brett? <laughs> Brett, how old are you? 54. Brett's the baby? He's the baby. We yeah. used to call him Young Brett Domros. Young Actually, Brett Kenny Funk. Domros. That's what Kenny Funk used to call him. Really? Yeah. Young Brett Domros. Among other things. <laughs> Do that another impression of Kenny, please. <laughs> huh? Do that. You did, was, you did it. No, I just saw you do the Kenny Funk. I did. I, He's the ba, ba, ba. Michael. <laughs> I love Kenny. Nobody gets it except us. I know. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, he's the best. Um, no one can make you laugh like Kenny. What did What did it feel like for you guys when you got on stage for the first time after all so many years? Uh, was it Was it awesome or was it really scary? The, wait, the first the first time was, was that that takes us right back to the nerves part of the conversation. Wait, was that the gold diggers, Bob, right? Oh, that, okay, that but that was friends and family closed, know, but the, closed private. But yeah, was but that was scary, still though. the first time. There was hundred and ten people. These there. are all friends. Set. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's even that's worse. worse. We, that's I, what, a, I agree. I we agree. played a private <laughs> show. We wanted to, you yeah. know, play, and so we, yeah, there's just like. For me, there's all these world-class record producers and guitar players in the audience. There was only like 80 people there. And I was like, 10 yeah. of these people are people I would really don't yeah. want them to see me play. <laughs> and my neighbor, Danielle Lenoir, was there. It's a cool spot yeah. from the record producer we worked with, Dave. Um, yeah. His place, Gold Diggers. We thought it was going to be like a casual little, just our friends, you know. And then it ended, it up, being, it ended up being all these like heavy music people. Oh, for, dude. 
I, we played at the hotel cafe once. And oh, all that's our, a good sound. Yeah, there. all our friends came. I've never been that nervous, but our drummer can't love him. He was so nervous. He, as he started, his stick just flew out into the audience. <laughs> He's like, fuck! Were you there, Ryan? No, Ryan wasn't there. But that place like, sounds great. Yeah, it but was. then you can just start again. He did, and everybody kind of laughed. Yeah, and like, hey, we're with you, man. We're with you. It can't get any worse. It than can't that. get any worse. But, but what's the worst performance you guys can remember where you got on stage and the sound sucked so bad you couldn't get it together? Someone might have been drunk, but do you remember one show in particular? This one. No. <laughs> <laughs> no yes. The host sucked. Tried to play his band. We're drunk. <laughs> That's a long, not nothing in this iteration of the um, band, in my view. Wait, wasn't there really? like a ice no. rink we once played at a fair? Wasn't there a fair show? We did the, the thing 90s? in Minot, North Dakota, and it just smelled like cow poop everywhere. Remember that there, one? Oh, there, that like, was fun. That was fun. Wasn't there like a fucking just pie farm. contest and dog star? We wasn't pie. there like. <laughs> Wasn't it? Wow. Wait, I'm, I'm, I'm blocking this one out. <laughs> Pie contest. And yeah. Dog See, this is the, these are the mushrooms. Dog star. These are the Francis Ford Coppola mushrooms. No, there was, it was never like any fair. Like was we I? There? Oh wait, wait. I know what you're yeah. talking about. That was in uh, Northern California. Was it? No. no. Was that, that was the a Midwest thing? Oh, okay. I think it's funny you don't remember it. Rob. The pie contest. I don't remember a pie contest. We had a gig on this last tour, actually. That the sound check took over an hour. Which is really unusual. Oh, must have been terrible. They just couldn't get, they couldn't get it figured out for whatever reason. How pissed were you? I wasn't pissed. It was just, are we going to get it figured out before the doors open? You know, but I was a little more but concerned. Then, but I the think. show was okay, though. Show was okay. Yeah. yeah, we just it took maybe more than an hour, and yeah. it, it was just. I think that we had a couple shows on this where we had a. Um, Maybe a sound guy. It was his first day on the job. Not good. Not good. Yeah. But, now we bring our own sound. Guy. But that we're talking about monitors, right? The we're sound that we if that you we can't hear yourself. Yeah. yeah, it's the worst. When you I mean, have you ever had where you just can't hear yourself and you're just like only playing in the, the chords old, in the old days. Not this. This you now know, since I got the much. inner ears, it's so much better. But pre inner ear, it was rough. You know. Yeah. But we had a gig on this run where we came out in the first song and the monitors were off. <laughs> just turned off and i'm singing and i'm like i don't hear anything oh shit all i hear is drums and a little bit of my guitar amp over there and i'm like i remember that did you oh. stop no no i just started waving my guitar tech down to like <laughs> pointing frantically like pointing down and over and everything over. yeah nothing's working that's kind of, i think that was the exact hand signal oh my god yeah so that but other than that i don't really remember anything from i don't remember the pie contest what about uh your uh you have your own label Right, you play under your own label. Yeah, yeah we, we, we constructed that because we were told to construct that. But we don't have. But you know, Robert keeps saying we should sign bands. So I don't know. Were you signed? No, we're not signed. Yeah, I'll send you the CD. Robert. You want to get <laughs> signed? Good enough. You want to be on Dylan Street? <laughs> sure, Records? man. Like, we don't really have anybody who works with us or for us, and we have no budget. We. It's but we mean thing. well. But we mean well. We mean well. You want to? You want to? I'd like to be around guys. And mean we, well. we can't really support anything that you do. <laughs> no, that but, sounds... a, but we won't sign you if we don't believe in but you. But we'll be encouraging. <laughs> it sounds better than what we have now. Do you like egg salad sandwiches? I sure do. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll make sure. Well, we might not. Yeah. Do you think you will sign bands though? No. No, you don't want to do that. 
who us what why we don't know anything what are we going to help you with you know probably just as much as a lot of folks out there you yeah, just that's let rob, actually, rob looks like somebody dis- could run it that was disingenuous <laughs> yes robert could run it talk to robert no the cube yeah yeah no i don't so I, who it, deals with all this stuff now that you have we own? have really good management we for the, really? for the for the you know for the first and time finish. we had you know in, ever with the Q Prime is and they're just lovely people first of all they're f- great human beings are fun to be around yeah and they're all like just so wicked smart and there's so many of them and the, every every time there's a new one that we meet in the team I don't know that's I've never met a group that of people. wouldn't be your experience with Dylan Street Records. that's true that <laughs> what would, would my experience be just static just, just static be, no no yeah. no we'd return most maybe a call or two but yeah. just be like how's it going doing good yeah great man yeah. what do you want to do that yeah. sounds great it sounds better than my reps now we're taking a very hands-off approach <laughs> yeah oh I, I could I could dig that so do, do your thing, Michael. But Dude, you guys, go ahead. <laughs> uh, it's got to be cool. Really though, like do you like pie pie eating contests <laughs> and dog star and dogs <laughs> and dog star? Hey, talk to me about. I want to get into your like your favorite bands of all time and what like inspired you or like when you, when you were growing up, what were you listening to? Like I like a lot of shit across the board. You know, I could say oh, what's well, up, but I could also say uh, Depeche Mode. I love The Cure. I love kind of alternative stuff. I love Pearl Jam. I like them all over. But what would you say, you know, were your influencers for, for you know, the band and just, you know, in general? We are all three come from totally different neighborhoods on this one. Really? Yeah. Well, Robin, It's a musical dog star Venn diagram. <laughs> and so here's the Brett color. Brett? Well, I have a couple colors because yes. I have colors as a singer, colors as a guitar player, and then colors right. as a songwriter. That's I love, true. I think I love these guys. If they're as genuine colors. as I'm seeing, then this is uh, this is pretty good. I want to be in this band. Can I just do something like a rattle or something? <laughs> Share the colors. Go ahead, Brett. Uh, well, okay, so. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Growing up as a kid, I was more into the song. I didn't know anything about playing music yet or playing instruments yet. So I loved Elton John, Billy Joel, like the AM radio, what was happening in the 70s. And uh, all that all that stuff was just, I just listened for good songs. I didn't know I was, but I, you know, just like anybody, I'm drawn to a good song. Um, poppy, you know, catchy song. And then I started getting into guitar and so that became like 
okay, how do I get as good as possible on the guitar? That became like Rush, Def Leppard. Wow. I love Def Leppard. And also you 2 uh, So I was like you. I was all over the place. I had yeah. Iron Maiden in there. I was trying to like learn the guitar, like properly learn the guitar so I could get in a band someday. And MTV was on and I, I just wanted to do that. So those guys kind of got me primed as far as like learning the guitar. And then singing I got thrown into because our our band, the singer was awful and people kept going, your background vocals are better than his lead vocals. You got to sing. And so they just kind of forced me into being a singer when I was like 17. Wow. And then, and then I started writing songs after all that. It just kind of all just happened. So all three of those things. And as a singer, I don't really think about anybody other than people that have passion. You know, like, like again, Elton John, Tom Petty, people that's when they sing, you believe them. That's all. Conviction. I, don't care, I don't care if they're punk rock or if they're country, you know, um, John Denver, who was, who was on John my Denver. radio when I pulled into your driveway. Um, so just believability, passion, all that. So that's my that's long, a, short answer. That's go a ahead, good go. answer, Rob. He's ah. just going to go, rat. Thank you. <laughs> Mic drop. I thought Def Leppard was, was deaf like they couldn't hear. Like it was like oh, Def Leppard. Yeah. I didn't know it was D-E-F. I mean, for... <laughs> I also thought Jimi Hendrix sang, excuse me, while I kiss this guy. So I, I which would have been fine. Yeah, which is fine. <laughs> Not the sky. I didn't know. You know, um, you know, it's you know, when you're a little kid, you're hearing all these things. Right. And, you, and you, the first time you hear a radio. So I guess I'm a bit older. So I for me, it was, you know, the, the British invasion was the first thing I heard, mm. you know. And then I realized that what they were playing was all this great American black music and blues and Motown and and all that stuff. Whatever it was like Willie Dixon or Fats Domino or all that's all those great, you know, James Brown. And so I kind of went back and forth trying to hear, hear, find the blueprints of what the British guys were doing. You know what the Rolling Stones were doing, what the Beatles were doing. Like who I was looking on the album, I was like the first albums that weren't really written by them. They were covering stuff, but they were covering American artists, you know, right. and they were covering like American, you know, black artists. They were covering people that we never knew, you know, or I didn't know, where they were from, you know, obscure places that weren't they weren't famous. But these all the way across the pond, they're making these people. They were like tribute to them. So I kind of got back and forth, and then I just got like kind of like you. I got obsessed just with everything that sort of British, like moving on into the 70s and the 80s and Depeche Mode and The Cure and all, all that stuff. And, and I think, you know, the Beatles were it for me. You know, you, you saw that and it was something different. You know, uh, prior to that, you know, I didn't understand Elvis Presley so much. So maybe because I wasn't a 15 year old girl, but <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get that. Like I understood it. But um, I got him later. Yeah, yeah. it's later, one of those I got things. Like, where I'm like, wow. You have to go shit. backwards, like like with Frank yeah. Sinatra. You're like, yeah. oh, that's the stuff my parents would listen to, like Frank, like Ella Fitzgerald, yeah. or Billy Holiday. Then you go backwards and you hear that and you go, oh my god, that's like so good. I mean, it's not what I was into, right? But but you sort of come back to that as you get older. But I, I'm kind of like you. I just sort of. And then Brett as well. Like I love, you know, I love all those singer songwriters and oh, I love, Cat Stevens, yeah. James Taylor. I don't really care if it's classical or jazz. I like or, a good melody. A yeah. good like just it's just the feeling of a song. Crosby, Stills, and Nash, all that stuff. But I, it's but isn't it fun to go try to discover the blueprints of things? Like, yeah, I've been obsessed with that yeah. lately because I think we got a lot of stuff got buried. 
Like, sure. like maybe we didn't get what we thought we were getting and or maybe or maybe we weren't they just didn't present those people to us but there's people that oh no i knew about those people but mm-hmm. i'm like I, I didn't know like i want to know like you know yeah we've heard of chuck berry of course but there's i didn't know that there might have been a blueprint before him yeah i was like huh who influenced like, him? Yeah, like yeah. who the hell was you that? This you know what I'm hole. saying? Yeah, so I'm sure. going down this rabbit hole of like that's fun. stuff that lately, and, a, and <laughs> it's just an incredible journey, and it's American, and it's and it's it's incredible. So that's great. I, I I wonder why the British kids like got all that. I like how did they get all that, and maybe some of us didn't. Maybe that's maybe that was the radio they were hearing in England or something. We got Chicago, brother. <laughs> we got Chicago. But, you know what I mean? Yes, though? Yeah, yeah. Were they just hearing different radio than we were hearing? I don't I don't know, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But Keanu? Uh I I'll start with like being like 18, 19 and a and a, a girlfriend who just said, you know, you should listen to this. And I was like, "What?" And, <laughs> what was um, that? I'm just like stuff now that's kind of like, you know, but at the time like this is like 1980 so like hearing husker do or the violent femmes or jesus and mary chain or the clash the ramones for the first time yeah because i hadn't heard that music before then before i was like 18 17 18 when i heard that i was like yeah so I, i i actually really like a good I love a fast 4-4 time pop song that's rock, whether it's in like in a different shape, like the exploited to me made kind of pop songs sometimes, you know, like Dead Cities got so much melody in it, but it's still punk rock and the Ramones have melody. So I like, I like that, but I just love bass, guitar, and drums. And pixies. Distorted, and oh, pixies. we love, love yeah, the Pixies. Yeah, yeah, so yeah I, I could feel a little bit that, too. I just saw the Pixies at the Bull with Modest Mouse. Oh, oh that's wow. great. It was Modest great. I, lo- I love them. Yeah, I got to hang out with Frank Black after. Oh, I was my like, God. what? So wow. cool. Yeah, they're doing a um, another tour where they're just going to play Trompe Le Monde oh. and another album full of both. Hmm. So they're going to be doing that. But... Um, those are mm. cool. Everybody, you're right. Everybody's so different, but it kind of works. It just works. I think that's yeah. That's what we all bring up an important puzzle piece. You know that that we wouldn't be able to do without the three of us. It would, it would vastly alter the dynamic. You know. Yeah. So there's there's definitely we cover the spectrum. I think between the three of us. Yeah. Um, we went to do this thing the other day at Amoeba Records where we're picking out. I heard you about know, that. Yeah. And Keanu's got the box set of Wagner. You know like, what? Well, I'd never heard the, you know, the ring cycle from front to oh, back. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. I'm at Amoeba. That's what you do. So I'm going to spend seven hours and listen to the ring, the ring cycle. That was my grandfather's time. favorite. Was it? He loved that. The rings. He t- I've never listened to it. And I should. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to do that. But anyway. Wow. So, what are they called? Rug? No. Wait, wait. Norman Strong and Ugin Brown. I don't know. Uh, there's three names, right? The, the, the rings. Yeah, or maybe there's yeah, five. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's five. Um, you know, the, I have to at least mention it. We're getting to the end here. Um, but this is the end. This is the end. Do you like the doors? My only friend, the end. And he walked on down the hallway and he saw Dan Thompson right there. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Uh, you know, we talk about mental health on this podcast, and it helps so many people. And I, I didn't even know I was getting into it. Uh, it sort of just happened. I started being a little more vulnerable and 
you know, self-deprecating and real. So I'm just like curious what you guys do for your mental health. I mean, um, you know, I go to therapy and, uh, you know, I work on myself constantly, but is, is, is it playing music is your therapy? Is it exercise is your therapy? Is it all of it? Or do you guys also do therapy or whatever? What do you do to kind of calm yourself? I guess I'll go. I, I feel that I've learned, um, that if I be more loving to other people, that it makes me better. That's beautiful. Yeah, I feel the same way. And it's amazing how yeah. you don't even, that realization doesn't, it doesn't happen when you're younger all the time. Sometimes it takes you years to sort of go, wow, just being a good person is enough. You know, just to, to, because if you feel like that's coming to you and it's not like artificial like i'm just gonna try to be you know yeah it's yeah. not I, i'm honestly like I, you don't want to go that doesn't always work if so, if you know someone it depends you know but i just feel that uh because it's almost what you want for yourself or what we'd like to have but it, it does have a healing i mean there is a lot of healing and love you know i dig it i, I like it brett therapy uh <laughs> for sure no no i think uh i think songwriting you know writing in general can be therapeutic yeah. i think um some of my songs that lyrically i get to revisit nightly so that's kind of cool to to continually check in on those feelings and things like that so that's that's important but the number one thing I do to to chill and to get away from it all is I, I like to be social and this is going to make me sound like a raging alcoholic, but I love <laughs> nothing it. more than sitting at a bar with friends and just bullshitting and just having a drink and really? talk, talking. That's like my favorite Memories. thing in the world. Just friends, cur current affairs, yeah, 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 yeah. history, what might, what's to come, just, gen and then just take it in the room, new people wandering around and. So that's kind of like my favorite thing to do is just call somebody and go, hey, you want to go to the smokehouse? Let's go to the smokehouse and get a beer and some cheesy garlic bread and look at people and talk. Right. And like, so, and luckily I got <laughs> a lot of cool. people on tap that are like, yeah, let's go right now. So yeah, that's like my favorite thing to do. But see, my therapist thinks that I like to do that all the time and be around people, but being alone is because I don't want to be alone. And so there's some kind of... There's some kind of, I don't know what that is, but it's like, yo, I love having friends over and I love the love and I love the conversations. And then why do you have to go? But well, we're packing. I guess man. I'm just it's here like by myself playing you know, bass guitar. You can learn a lot by being alone. Like during the. I thought you were going to say dummy by being a dummy. Remember that no, one? During, you can learn a lot from a dummy. <laughs> like, but during the pandemic, a lot, a lot of us were alone, you yes, know, yes, and yes, not yes. necessarily or with a partner or not. But I'm just saying, even with the partner, you know, the, the two of you or one of you, or, but we were alone. And so a lot of people learned a lot about. You know, you read these stories like, oh, during the pandemic, there were so many people who got divorced. Well, you know what? Maybe that was good. Maybe that was good. They realized they were with the wrong person, you know? Yeah. Or, you know, or, you know, or you people discovered things like I learned to cook or I learned, I didn't know this about myself because they were, sh although, although the bullshit was shut down and you were sort of forced, it's sort of like an odd forced meditation. You were like forced to sit in a fucking room for two years and yeah. not really leave the house. And you were like, that. oh my God god all this stuff and then you know you, you either learn to like yourself or you'd like you know what this is okay this is okay to be alone and it's there's so many things that you can do and uh you don't need all the all the bullshit outside 
And there's nothing wrong with it. Like Brett said, that's the great to go out and do all that. I agree with him. But it's also nice to be comfortable with yourself. Yeah. And, and um, so that was kind of a w weird learning You know what's experience. weird, though, yeah. is like uh, it was almost okay to feel alone during that time. It's like, well, everybody else is also feeling alone, yes. too. So this is cool. There you go. I'm alone. I'm alone, yeah. and it's yeah. like, but then all of a sudden the pandemic's over, and you're like, I'm still alone. Anyway, Ken, back to you. No, no. Uh, what, what would you say that you know is is you know something that helps you for your mental health and and all that kind of yeah, stuff? Yeah, I, I guess if I'm um, I internalize a lot of things, and so I try to find spaces where I can just um, and this is something I probably yeah. Anyway, um, sit and think, sit and feel, be uh, quiet. Um, if I have to work something out, what am I feeling? You know, I like to, yeah, just sit, think, stare out the window, maybe jump on a motorcycle. Um, and yeah, just kind of ask myself, what are you thinking? Why are you feeling that? And if it's distressful, like why? What do you want? What's going on? Um, do you usually get to the bottom of it when you're doing that? Yeah, sometimes, or I see the bottom and I'm like, well, okay, I, you know. I'll, I'll I'll just lean I'll lean into my coping mechanisms or how how to be like, um, and I think uh, probably coming out of that is either is some form of communication, communicating it to yourself, you know, or um, communicating it to someone else, which could be sharing or looking for, like you're you're talking about therapy, so having a reflection or someone to listen who might have, um, you know. Uh, different perspectives, we'll call it professional perspectives, tools. Um, but yeah, so for me, it's like internalize and then work on the communication. And um, and then if it's like really like, you know, personal, like your childhood or, you know, what do you feel about your mother or, you know, family or stuff from the past? <laughs> yeah. You know, if you're dealing with like, you know, for me, it's like intimacies, that good thing. So it's like, okay, how do I work on that? How do I? You acknowledge you know, it. Yeah, yeah, acknowledge it and see and look at it. And, and what does that unpack? You know, but that's a therapeutic process. But if it's just get through the fucking day, sit, be quiet, maybe jump on a motorcycle, hang out, maybe have a glass of wine. Isn't it weird? That like sounds, when you're young, like no, you're talking about that's that good, childhood cool. stuff, it's almost like, you look at a picture it's like you're almost not the same you're, that's not the same person but you it is clearly it yeah, is because yeah. it is but it's like wait a minute is was that me or is that the same person and then you realize oh it's different now but i know what you mean about like well then you get into behavioral yeah, systems and yeah. wiring and like yeah. and then it, we just we could we would have to do another inside of your yeah inside of, <laughs> inside of your but brain. actually but that's kind of what you're doing michael i mean you're going on this road yeah. this journey of what's inside of you and sharing it so yeah you know i think, I think the true. vulnerability of that you know i think vulnerability is probably a key thing isn't it yeah i think it's if if you're not showing yourself and you're you shouldn't be preaching it you shouldn't yeah. be telling people how what they should be doing if you're not also at least acknowledging it. Right? I don't know. Really? Because yeah, I mean, it I should... depends on the it depends on the context, right? You don't need your therapist to start crying in front of you or to tell you about something, right? That's true. That would be kind of odd. On that would not be. Professional. I had a therapist once uh, say, "You mind if I eat this subway sandwich in front of you? I'm just really hungry. I haven't eaten." And it was when you did it in person. I go, "Yeah." And that was my last. Session. But have you had like, one fuck? fall asleep? What the on fuck you? is this? Have you? No, 
but oh, could you imagine? I was just saying, so bored with me. I told him <laughs> I had one therapist say, "Why are you being a pussy?" <laughs> and I go, "What?" And then I go, "I guess I was kind of a pussy." That's but, called tough love. Yeah, it was. Do you ever have that? Like uh, I've had, I was I had an acting teacher once in college said, "You got to get rid of that that." that judging eye that's yeah, always yeah. talking to you and looking at you. And if you can shatter that, I think there's four of those, so the id, the ego, and the superego. Mm -hmm. And if you can shatter that old thing that's- Old school paradigm. <laughs> yeah. Robert with the old school paradigm. It's old school. Old school, old school paradigm. OSR. But you can't get, rob. how do you get rid of that? Like, you remember that conversation, like, shut the fuck up. It's like that yeah. voice, that yeah. judging thing. If you can shatter that thing, but then again, is it even, can he even do that? I think for a lot of actors, they're always like, not a lot of actors, but artists. And sometimes that voice thing gets in the way. Like you yeah. need to fucking shoot that thing with a shotgun mm -hmm. and then get it I, out. I, I yeah. agree. But I also like, I don't think I'm cool enough to just That's internalize the and be That's quiet. Oh. <laughs> you, whether you're just how you interact. Have you always been like that? Where you can just sit there and be? If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Nike, Wine.com, Samsung, Lenovo, Sephora, and more and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Inside of you is brought to you by Rocket Money. Boy, Ryan, have we talked about Rocket Money a lot. We sure have. Well, it's something that is easy to talk about because it's saving everyone, including myself and you, money. Did you know that nearly 75% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about? Before I started using Rocket Money, I thought I had about um, 15 subscriptions. I could not believe it when they showed me I was paying for 20 subscriptions each month between streaming services fitness apps and delivery services it's never ending thanks to rocket money i'm no longer wasting money on the ones i forgot about rocket money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions monitors your spending and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings in fact had this trial period for something that i was consider using mm -hmm. and then you go in there and you realize, oh, add-ons are $4.99, or this is $3.99. And then you want to give it a shot. So you kind of add these add-ons, which add a hell of a lot to what you're originally spending. And then you forget about it for like three months. Mm -hmm. You're like, what am I doing? This, this should be against the law. But the closest thing you could do, 
then to fight these claims is have Rocket Money do it for you. Uh, with Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. I can see all my subscriptions in one place. And if I see something I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with a few taps. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lowering your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you. And I love how the dashboard shows me this month's spending compared to last month so I can clearly see my spending habits. Plus, they'll even help me create a custom budget and keep my spending on track. This is what I need. I need people like this in my life. I need apps like this in my life. I need Rocket Money in my life, Ryan. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com inside. That's rocketmoney.com inside. Rocketmoney.com inside. I don't know how the f that's a gift. Can you do that, Brett? Can you just sit and shut the fuck up and internalize? No, I, my girlfriend says, she says, you never stop talking. You come home. And I'm like, well, I have to talk to somebody. And you live here. So <laughs> sorry. That's your job. Part of you your job now. Here. So that's you, you can all, you can leave if you don't like it, but you I can gotta... talk to us. She's like, don't you need to rest your voice for the show? <laughs> <laughs> the tour, this is going to air soon. So how long does the tour go on for? 17 days. 17 more days. Yeah. Do you want it to continue? What if they say you want to extend it? Would you do it? It'll be Christmas. We start our tour on December 3rd through December 21st. 21st, I think. Do you love it? Do you love the traveling? Do you I love do. it? I love, I love it. it. We love it. Yeah. I love it. I love being on a bus with these these crazy cats. I like playing shows. Yeah, I like the the randomness. Every every day, something different, different city, different people, different restaurants, different looks. Just you never get the same thing twice. And we don't know what's gonna like. You yeah. don't know what's gonna happen. And then the sh then playing is always great. And we have really good support. Yeah, around us, people. We just fans have love it, huh? We just have great and a great and the know, management tour management, great management, great sound. You know, everybody's just so nice. You know, we got great fans though. We really do. They're that that's they, and they've evolved with us. I think um, it seems like now there's it seems like now they're they're listening more. If that makes any sense, I think yeah. I think I think they're a little more like listening and I mean maybe we've all matured a bit together, but um, you know when we were younger it was a little more reckless and crazy and people more noisier and screaming and jumping around and now it's more like it seems like people have a, a real interest in the. And what we're doing musically more so than and the ages are all over the place too there's like young all the way it's a different and there's more guys that's a good thing right <laughs> well there used to be street yeah. cred yeah yeah it's yeah. just it's a and there's there's there you'll see some you know it's it's just a different yeah we just yeah it. it's great and it. we've also had a very uh a couple of nights where we've been introduced to some people and it was their first concert ever like some teenagers and some yeah, some young kids cool. and yeah and That's I always dope. take that like we better not suck tonight. Like we got a heavy responsibility tonight, guys. Like this is that girl's first concert ever, you know. And she's right. gonna, someone's gonna ask her in twenty five years, what was your first concert? And I'm Dog like, Star. And they were yeah. great. I hope yeah. that's what she says. And you know, pies. Like yeah, exactly. What was it? 
What? It was a pie contest. Pie dog contest. <laughs> and dog star. Yeah. Guys, this has been awesome. Uh, I, I never have had Blue three people. Ribbon. Blue, Blue Ribbon. <laughs> Paps Blue Ribbon. Yeah. You know what movie that's from? Uh, yes. Uh, Hi, no, 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 don't tell me it's uh, from uh, the, the, um, don't say oh my it. God, no, don't, don't, no, 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 we'll wait, no, we'll wait, we'll wait, no, I'm not no, saying no, no, Dennis Hopper, yes, it's Dennis Hopper in, oh my God, Frederick Elms is the cinematographer, <laughs> and, and what's the name of that movie, because it's so good, and it's called Blue Velvet, Velvet, nice, Heineken, fuck that shit, Paps, Blue Ribbon, Isabella Rossellini, <laughs> David Lynch. Oh, who's your favorite act- actor ever? Not going there. Never would. Who's your top one? In top ten. Give one. Uh, inspiring. Um, Robert De Niro, Taxi Driver. People have said that before too. People, that's the movie. What about you. And that's is it. Favorite Peter actor. O'Toole. Wow, no you got to meet him. Keanu and I met him once. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. sorry. No, go ahead. Go to Rob. No, 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 go to Brad. Brad. He's getting excited. I don't have have an answer yet. Go ahead, Rob. Oh, man. Daniel Day-Lewis. I love him. Uh, And I also, you know what? Maybe I'll get, I love Albert Brooks. People, there's a documentary on Albert Brooks now. I got to watch that. He's the most relaxed. Yeah. Something about him in Drive. Are you kidding me? It's frightening how good he is in that movie. Yeah. And uh, oh no, I didn't see that. I and saw defending Baby your driver. life, defending your. I mean, def- I mean, come on. He's just. Yeah, I mean, I don't, there's something about him that I just can't stop. I just love him. But you know, Daniel Day Lewis. You know, of course, De Niro, Oldman, Meryl Streep, Nicholson. Yeah, Lawrence Olivier. No, I don't yeah, know, just yeah. Yeah. guys, this has been a joy. I don't want to take any more time. This has been unbelievable. Thank you. I, I really got to know you guys, and I and I appreciate you coming in. And thanks for allowing me to be inside you and coming over the house. It means a lot. Thank Cheers, you. man. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. It's been fun. Thanks, Mike. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. I loved it. I, I loved it. I was thinking, what, what could we cut? And I asked you about it, and you were like, well, nothing really. It's all good. And I trust you because Man, I don't Normally, really... I have to cut out when you say certain stuff, you know? But this one, you didn't say. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, you know what's funny is I- <laughs> Normally, um, you say that one thing we always have to cut out. But yeah, that Luckily, one this time. Well, I just get bored sometimes um, with myself. And so I'm like, ah, cut that whole thing. If it doesn't move the story, if it's redundant, if it's slow, or if it's an uncomfortable moment- or if it affects the, yeah, this the one, guests. I felt like it floated. I thought it was a good episode. Good. Uh, and tis the season to be giving. I want to uh, give a shout out to the many fine nonprofits that I work with and love. The Ronald McDonald House of Los Angeles, foodonfoot.org if you want to donate. Um, the Animal Rescue Mission. Shout out to my friend Shira Astroff, who saves so many animals, so many doggies. And uh, I love them. Um, echoesofhope.org for... Um, foster youth and um some great nonprofits that really are tremendous and um serve la little shout out to hauser mr paul hauser 
Oh yeah, yeah. I, saw that. That I went cool. to his event, and that's it. I hope you guys uh, have an awesome holiday, Bryce. I hope you have an awesome holiday, my friend. But Thanks. before we do that, should we read some of the most important people in my life? Yeah, let's do it. Top tier patrons, here we go. Couldn't do it without you, Lilisa, Nancy D, Lee, and Kristen. Little Lisa, Yukiko. I said Little Lisa. You did. Jill E, but I said her first. Brian H, Nico P, Robert B, Jason W, Sophie M, Raj C, Joshua D, Jennifer N, Stacy L, Jamal F, Janelle B, Mike E, Eldon Soprano, 99 more, Santiago M, Chad W, Leanne P, Maddie S, Belinda N, Dave. Hello, Dave Hall. I love Dave Hall. How many times have you heard me say Dave Hall, Bryce? Uh, a lot. All right. Sheila G, Brad D, Ray, Hadada. Tabitha T, Tom N, Talia M, Betsy D, Rianne N C, Corey K, Deb Nexon, Michelle A, Jeremy C, Brandy D, Joey M, Eugene and Leah, Corey, Angela F, Mel S, Christine S, Erica H, Shane R, Andrew M, Amanda R, Kevin E. You know, now that I have a son and we read every night, I have to start reading again out loud, and I don't like it. <laughs> I'll take over. Well, you know, it's... Uh, Maybe I'll read him patron names to go to sleep. I'm sure that would put him to sleep. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> it, 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 it'd give him energy. Stephanie K, Jor-L, Jammin' J, Leanne J, Luna R, Mike F, Stone H, Brian L, Jules M, Kendall L, Jessica B, Kyle F, Marisol P, Kaylee J, Brian A, Ashley F, Mary and Louise L, Romeo the Band, Frank B, Jen T, Nikki L, April R, Randy S, JDW, Oral P, Ginger Insomniac, Rachel D, Melissa H, Nick W, Stephanie and Evan, Charlene A, Don G, Jenny B. From the you know block. what's cool what's is that? we started Patreon maybe almost three or four years ago. I remember it was in December. And so a lot of the folks that were around back then are still around today, which is rad. Yeah. You guys are just uh, so incredible. And you're so important to me. And it's funny when I'm writing those little notes in the boxes that I send you guys every week or every mo- a couple months, uh, I always think, what am I going to say? And then I just speak from the heart. I'm just like, you know, how much it means to me and how, you know, amazing they are. And like, they've heard it, but it's like, you know, there's only so much you could say, but there's the love is there. And, um, but they, they've stuck around. It's pretty incredible. I always think, oh, they're going to leave me. They're going to leave me. They're going to, you know, and they, people have lives and they have jobs and they, you know, and I'm so surprised that they're even there and that they just like the podcast and they, uh, yeah, they show up. It's they cool. show up, man. You guys show up. And, uh, as long as you're here, I'm here. So thanks. Um, so I guess that's it. So have a wonderful holiday. Uh, be good to yourself. I usually say that at the end of the episode, but, um, you know, and sometimes the holidays are tough. If you've lost someone, um, I know a few of my friends are going to be without their parents or, you know, my friend Alex is going to be without her father for the holidays and she just lost him and it's really tough. And, you know, it's just, uh, it can be tough and for a lot of people and, um, but there's a light there is not to be uh profoundly cliche, but there, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is, this is life, man. It's, it's waves. It's you hit the bottom and you come back up for air and then there's beautiful weather in front of you. And then all of a sudden a fucking shit storm hits you. And you just got to get through it and love your friends and hang around people that you enjoy. 
people that don't bring you down. And uh, thank you, Bryce, for being here. All my love to you and yep. Logan and Likewise. Beckham. Yep. And love to Ryan, uh, Taz, um, and Jason, to you. To you, my friend, my editing friend. So from the Hollywood Hills in Hollywood, California, I am Michael Rosenbaum. I'm Bryce. Uh, we love you guys. And again, be good to yourself. I'll, I'll see you very, very soon. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, "What is it real? <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen.